Hello and welcome, fellow Degrassians, to the Damn It, Degrassi podcast. If you have ever found yourself overly analyzing every little aspect of Degrassi, and you suddenly say to yourself, I'm a loser, don't worry, you're not alone. Join Bailey and Caroline and take a journey into their Degrassi-obsessed minds. So I just want to let everybody know that Caroline and I are alive and well, and we have just had a lot of stuff going on. That's why it's been quite a while since we've podcasted. Right? It's been a crazy, like, seven months. Yeah, pretty much. I'm back living in Boston, so while Caroline and I are still over Skype recording, we are, however, (laughs) in the same state now. It's true. We're we're like a 15-minute drive from each other, and yet... Sitting in our own rooms on Skype. Yeah, our love of Degrassi has never left us. It's just Degrassi has left us for a period of time, so it was hard to. Right? Yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't know exactly what's going on with this hiatus. Um, yeah, it's it's been quite. It kind of seems like no one knows. Yeah, I mean, like it seems like as if Carrie at Lovera Degrassi blog seems to know a little bit more than anybody, but that could just be him also just digging and trying to find out something, you know, doing a little more yeah. research than either of us have ever done, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so it looks like he got some information from uh, from an article mm-hmm. where they were, like, interviewing Linda Schuyler. Um, yeah. But I don't know. It's, like, potentially... So it sounds like... Yeah, they're, they're still writing. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of things going on. Just they didn't film this summer. Yes. And it's hard to say uh, when it's coming back and what it's going to look like when it comes back. Yes, is it? Yeah. Or was the finale that we saw sort of like a, like the whole, like a next-gen idea? Like, you know, they, they still, you know, it was like next-gen, then they rebranded it as Degrassi, and then Degrassi Next Class. But it's still within, like, the whole next-gen realm of things and it's like sort of did we say goodbye to the world of Degrassi as we knew it growing up into maybe it'll become something totally different I mean I don't really know what to expect if they do sort of do another rebranding yeah I mean I I don't see it like changing that much yeah like how could it (laughs) yeah but I I wonder sort of if this cast is gonna come back yes that that's the biggest question mark I think that we we have whether or not you know we're gonna get Frankie Hollingsworth season uh, season Jesus senior I can talk well senior year you know like it's fine speaking's overrated it is I'm I'm never been really good at it I never claimed to be but yeah are we gonna get like Frankie's Frankie Lola Shea are we gonna get their senior year at Degrassi you know uh or we're just gonna start with like a whole new crop of kids coming into that school right and just like completely redoing it because mm. that's that's something that they haven't done it's also a since they came back with next gen it's true it's also a big undertaking too for getting people to at least you know if we're attached to certain characters we're going to come back to the world of degrassi easier but i mean granted we would always give any incarnation of Degrassi a chance but it's just interesting like like if you were to rebrand it with just a bunch of new characters what that would look like and what your you know sort of your I don't know your fan base would look like right like will people still be 
hanging on because at that point it's it's basically a spinoff. Very true. Or not not a spinoff, but certainly or like a reboot, rebranding. Whatever yeah, it's kind know. of it's it's like but what, it's just like yeah, it's yeah. starting from scratch. Starting from scratch without any little bit of something to hold on to, maybe other than what Simpson. Like I was gonna say, yeah, Simpson would probably be that. Like they would keep around some of the teachers. Mm-hmm. I would imagine. Yeah. Um, um, although and- it would be funny if they were just like. And this person who graduated two years ago is now a substitute teacher. Right, like when they brought Mako back to like substitute teach for like a random period of time. But it could be interesting because like what 90210 did was when they like completely rebooted the whole thing in what, like 2009, was like they kept on, you know, a couple of characters from the original Beverly Hills 90210 and brought them into the world of 90210 in like the 2000s. But then they sort of like really weeded them out as the show progressed and it was like less focused on you know like Kelly and being an adult now and dealing with like having a child versus like it really focused on the like you know West Beverly where like the kids go to school so it's like kind of at least you had that familiarity going into the show but then it completely dropped that and went in like when they found their audience and then people connected to you know, the, the kids at the school. So, like, I don't know if they'd do something like that. Maybe. Yeah, like... Sort of like what they did at the beginning of Next Gen, where they, they bring in, uh... You've got Spike yes. and Emma. Exactly. And sort of like, yeah. It, it's like... Bring, it's so like just do that again. Yeah, it's like, what's that little piece that, like, we bring back to, you know, Degrassi to hook, like, real Degrassi? Like, that was, like, hooking the 80s fans into, like, getting on board with, like, Next Gen and how, like, the... They had real storylines, and then, like, they, the adults don't have storylines anymore. Right. Yeah. I think what they should do is um, Degrassi Babies, where they have Emma and Spinner have their first kid. Yes. Send the kid to, like, daycare, nursery school, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it's basically just Muppet Babies. But Degrassi. Yes. I could get on board with that. Or you have, like, all of a sudden, like, everybody who's had a kid on the that. show... Like where where's Jack where's Jack Simpson man let's follow Jack Simpson you know he's gotta you be know like what? actually if they did that and just brought in Jack yeah that would be interesting because I'm like how like let's look up like how old Jack would be like when did that happen let's see let's... I mean I think Jack is probably just the right age it said September two thousand and three so thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen seventeen he'd be yeah. like fifteen that's like perfect. If you, yeah. we could make them even, That'd like, you can great. retcon a little bit and make them, like, a 14. You can make them, like, an incoming senior. Because they retcon right. the and shit do, out of the show. You could do the same thing for uh, Angie Jeremiah. <laughs> oh, my God. How that, like, how do you not, how do you have, like, Alex Steele and just not have her be Angie Jeremiah? Like, it would have worked. And it would have been so cool. I understand, like, you brought up the whole, well, do you need to focus on Joey type thing? But do you? Like, yeah. or what if you just focus on Angie coming Come into Degrassi, and you know what that means. Yeah. And she can mention her stepbrother Craig, or she can mention her dad, and it's like, okay. And, like, that's a cool, like, little Easter egg for us, but, like, it does, it wouldn't mean anything to that generation of Degrassi fans. It would have just been really cool for us to be like, oh, my God, this is so cool, rather than her being, like, becoming Tori Santa Maria, you know? Yeah. Who was not on the show for long enough. Nope. Nope. She, they could, like, as we said, like, a lot of 
potential Tori storylines became, like, probably Zoe. Like, Zoe and Maya probably shared, like, the sort of the, like, the Tori stories because, you know, she had her yeah. connection with Zig. So, you know, what that would have, what that would have oh been. Oh, my God, I completely forgot about Tori and Zig. Right? Right? Or just, like, everything with Tori. Yeah, because <laughs> it was so, like, she, the only thing she was, like, there for that was, like, substantial was, like, Cam's, you know, Cam's suicide. I felt like that was the, the last time that, like, she was in any storyline that, like, meant anything, really, like, because Wait, she, she was still there? Yeah, she was there. Because remember, like, Maya and her were, like, in a fight, and then, like, right after Cam, like, kills himself, she's just like, you know, you don't have to be my friend just because Cam killed himself. And I'm like, oh, damn, this girl is hurting. Oh, yeah. It may have been, like, 2013, so, I mean, it was that long ago that we had that really impactful storyline, and, like, that's the last time that we had, like, Tori. Damn. Yeah, so it's been a while. Yeah, I mean... The show's changed a lot since then. It really has. It really has. We, as we like to think, it ended with "Don't Look Back." That, yeah. that I mean, like, like I still, I still like Next Class, though. I know. I had, I, I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it, and I liked that they like were able to sort of go back to like the Degrassi roots that like we, we especially would like appreciate how you know yeah. No Holds Bar and all that stuff that like Degrassi used to be. Like, yeah, it felt the like, fact that they were able to make it darker, because even like. With uh, with Cam's suicide storyline, I think that that was really interesting and mm-hmm. dark, and I think that it was a really important storyline to explore. Yeah, absolutely. But it's still like they were Surface. just able to do so much more when uh, when it was next class. Yeah, like, just dive into Maya's psyche so much more than they ever would have been able to have done on Teen Nick. Like, absolutely. Like they really yeah. changed Maya so much, but in like such an interesting way that made sense though you know you go off of like how Maya was in and don't look back and like all it was like oh no I just want to work for this music person and I want to be with my boyfriend oh into like just this character that goes through so much in next class it's like I can kind of understand where like you know Olivia was getting sort of like not necessarily fed up but like playing the same sort of Maya and then getting that new material for next class and like the way she handled it you could tell like, she really cared about it, and she was, like, really excited about this new material and being able to take that on. So I think that's a really great thing that Next Class gave us. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think they were able to do that for a lot of the characters, just give them sort of more meaty storylines. Very true. Which which was great. Thanks, Netflix. Yeah, thanks, Netflix. And, you do some and good Family stuff. Channel. Yes, Netflix Family. Family Channel first, I think. The Family Channel was like, this is we're bringing it back, and then Netflix was kind of like, yeah, well... We'll just, like, get on board with this. Well, like, yeah, but we're in America, so we watch it on Netflix, yes. which is why I thanked them first. But we would we would bootleg the crap <laughs> out of Family Channel. Imagine if it, like, never came back to America, and, like, it was just only on Family Channel. We would still watch it every, every oh, time it aired. Oh, it's just like how we watched uh, Manny's abortion episode, like, before it aired on Teen Nick. Yeah, I got that off LimeWire. yeah. Back and when LimeWire was a thing. And I, I actually, like, I, I'm taking an uncensored television class, and we were talking about, like, you know, the regulations in America versus, like, the regulations in, uh, you know, in other countries. And I, like, brought up, I was like, well, like, of course, there's me being like, well, full disclosure, I'm like, I love Degrassi. I'm gonna chat about it right now in my, like, in my, uh, in my graduate class. But then, um, like, I brought up the whole ideal of, like, 
how it was so hard to see, like, to get that episode being in America and how it was like, what, it took, like, three or four years for us to actually have it aired. And when they aired it, they were like, the unaired episode. You know, they, like, hyped it up. And it was just, like, and just remember talking about how, like. it was still, like, a little bit edited, right? I think so. It still was. Yeah. So it's just, like, you know, even, it's just, like, American audiences versus, like, even Canadian audiences and, like, what is deemed acceptable for, like, television. And just, like, so I used that as, like, a a talking point. I felt cool about myself. I'm like, yeah, just talking about Degrassi. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is sort of... It's like, I don't want to talk too much about it, but, I mean, like, you get... In American TV, we're sort of allowed to see any sort of violence. Like, violence is totally fine. Very true. Guns can be everywhere. But as soon as sex is mentioned, it's like, well, this is rated PG-13 now. Yeah. Or Or TVMA or whatever. Like, it's just... Yeah, I think, like, one of my favorite things, or, like, with swearing, too. It's like, God forbid you hear the word fuck. Um, But it's like, I think what the perfect example of this is, like, The Departed, when it's, like, unedited for TV. That movie throws, like, a million swears. But every single swear is, like, you know, ridiculously modified. That it's, like hysterical sometimes what they use instead of the swearing you know and then um spoiler alert for people who have not seen the departed fair warning uh when like leo gets his head blown off that thing is not edited at all you straight up see him get his head like blown off like you would in the movie theaters and how is like my child hearing the word fuck more detrimental to them than like seeing somebody's head get like Right, yeah, like, that's... honestly, but that's a that's a story for another day. But yeah. although, just to say, my favorite uh, TV censoring mm-hmm. of swears was I saw the the TV edited version of Snakes on a Plane, and it was uh, I'm sick and tired of these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. It's like what? What? That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> Also, a Monday to Friday plane. I've probably mentioned this before yes. here, but, like, it's... It's I, fantastic, I it so like... Oh, it's so good. I think that's more harmful to my child to hear than these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane, you know? Yeah, a Monday to Friday plane is really traumatizing. It is. Like, do- Who needs to be in the air for that long? No. It's one of my favorite lines from the movie Rookie of the Year, which is something that no one has seen. Um, I've totally it, seen that. It came out, yeah, I, I believe it. It came out in, like, 95 or something. It's about this kid who, uh, he, like, breaks his arm and suddenly he can pitch Like, 100 really miles an well. hour? Yeah, so he gets drafted to the Chicago Cubs. It's amazing. Uh, but there's a guy in the movie, like, gets smacked in the nose. He goes, funky butt-loving. And one of the characters goes, did he just say funky butt-loving? It's like... <laughs> That's like, yeah, what a way did. to censor it for kids. Funky butt loving. Funky butt loving. I like it. I like it. Yeah, like let's yeah. we're gonna go PG on this, you know. Right? And like that's not PG. That's just like dumb. Right? Yeah, that's not even like a creative swear. Like, come on, come it's on. It's like kinda creative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I wonder like when writing the script, it was like, I need to come up with like a, like a swear word that's like okay for kids right now, so I'm gonna come up with that. I bet that was like a fun process. I mean, that's why you get, uh, what is it, Frack from uh, from Battlestar Galactica? And then, like, Elliot in Scrubs has possibly also Frack, but definitely Frick a lot. Oh, Frick. Uh, frick. Yeah, and then on 30 Rock, you've got Liz Lemon doing the same thing, but I can't remember what word she uses. Mm. Probably a similar word. 
can be done. Um, yeah, Just do it well, it's, it's very common that, like, shows will sort of censor themselves in ways like that, but it's just, like, I yeah. don't know, definitely American standards are kind of silly. Absolutely. Very true. Um, but yeah, enough about that. But yes, like, we like we get into that because, like, we're thankful that we have a somewhat more mature Degrassi, and it's... Yeah. So, like, that's really good. And the fact that, like, Netflix doesn't have to abide by FCC regulations is huge. Yeah, no, it's great. It's like, we knew Degrassi was never going to, like, all of a sudden become skins, but it became, (laughs) like, imagine. Imagine. Like, but it became something more than it was in its, like, real teen Nick heyday. For truth. Yeah. Alright. Oh, teen Nick. A silly network. We do love... Do love some Team Nick though. Do love some Team Nick. I miss I miss when it was uh, Noggin and the N. The N. Yes, yeah, so specifically the N. The Noggin was mostly for kids. Yeah, the but, N was pretty good. Like young kids. Yeah, the N was when it was like edgier, and then like when it became Team Nick, it was like less edgy. I feel like. Yeah, the N was when it was one hundred percent intense. Yes, oh, their taglines are the shit there. sometimes. Degrassi, it goes there. I remember like one of my favorite. Like, Degrassi promos was when they would have the, like, direct speaking into the camera talking about themselves. And it was just, like, I remember, like, uh, cute little Claire was just, like, you know, talking about Jenna. And it's, like, I know she's just not some scheming whore out to steal my boyfriend. I mean, like, I trust my boyfriend, don't I? And then it's, like, the questioning look or something like that. I loved those promos. Oh, KC. Yes, KC. Remember him? Oh, God. There was some, there was some... It's just, like, I love when you always have, like, a show you love, but there's inevitably, like, characters that you hate. Like, on any, yeah. like, even on, like, my most favorite show ever, I'm always like, no, like, that character makes me, like, hate that actor. And I hope that that actor does something that makes me, like, not hate them, you know? That's fair. I'm, like, trying to think, I can only think of one show where there are no characters that I hate. The Good Place? Yes. That is exactly what I was thinking of. I'm like, I, because I'm just like, yeah, I love. Yeah. Or like Better Off Ted. I never watched that one. Oh, Better Off Ted is great. I, I did hear, I have heard good things about that. But yeah, The Good Place, I just feel like, yeah, like I agree completely with that. But yeah, yeah. like, of, of like, and I know that there are some like characters that you're, that are created to obviously be the bad guys and you're not supposed to like them. But then I feel like when you get a character that I feel like I'm supposed to like, and I just, like, am like, is this character? And it's not even, like, a, like a thing about the acting. You know, I think, like, my perfect example is Friday Night Lights is, like, my favorite show. I need to make Caroline watch it. So if there's anybody out yes. there listening and they love it as much as me, let's chat about it because it is my all-time favorite show. I understand it's, like, and it is a great show. It's critically acclaimed. It's, like, 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. But I also, but it's like not the best written show I've ever seen. That goes to The Sopranos. That's why The Sopranos goes number two. But like the overall aspect of Friday Night Lights makes it like I'm gonna die with that being like my number one. But with that said, there is a character on that show that I literally cannot stand, and it's Julie Taylor. It's the coach's daughter. I am like, 
what the like I'm like why is this character even here she's just so like and I get I get what she's supposed to be she's supposed to be like the whiny girl that hates football doesn't want to be in this town is just like oh my god and I'm just so annoying and like I get that that's supposed to be the character and like I'm not taking anything from Amy Teagarden I think she does like a really good job of that character so it's not like oh my god she can't act because everybody on that show can act like there's no question about that but it's just like this character oh my god there's an episode where she gets bitch slapped by somebody and it's like the best it was like the best day of my life I was like oh my god somebody finally did it because I wished I could jump in the screen and do it you know so it's like I always find that that's interesting that even within like a show that you love there's always gonna but then there could be somebody who could like combat me and say no like freaking like Julie's the best and like that's great like Tell me Julie's the best and give me your reasons as to why you think she's the best versus, like, why I think she's the worst, you know? But, so I always find it interesting, and I feel like Degrassi's always sort of done a good job with me, for the most part, liking everybody, but then, or even me going in thinking I'm going to hate somebody, i.e. Zoe, and, like, turning out to be Zoe's in, like, my top three. So it's like, I always find that interesting when shows do that. So even if within your favorite show you can still hate somebody, it's okay. (laughs) I mean, like, and Degrassi especially, there are so many characters that, like, how could you possibly like all of them? Very true. Imagine if you did. Like, if there's anybody out there that's loved every single Degrassi character, or, like, not, like, and I'm not even saying, like, just being like, oh, they're fine. Because there are characters that people, like, hated that I'm just like, oh, okay, like, I, I, I know that you were never a big fan of Liberty, and, like, I'm like, yeah, Liberty's just, like, eh, for me, you know? Like, I'm never yeah, gonna be I, like... I wanna like Liberty. I do. I know that there's there's probably some people out there that find Liberty to be her, like, the best character, and I'm like, no. You know? But there's just... Yeah, so, I mean, television, man. But, um... Although, I I don't know how to mm. pronounce her name. Sarah Barbold Tishar? Yeah, it's... I think it's French, so I don't... Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it, but she seems really cool in real life. She's a DJ. Yeah, like, that's awesome, and I'm so glad that, like, she's doing things. And probably trying to break out of the... I think it was just, like, Liberty was just too pushy and too much of, like, a goody-goody. And, like, the whole thing with, like, JT felt so forced. Like, right? Like, Ugh. those are the things. And then JT's my number one, so, like, when you put my number one against somebody that I'm just, like, laugh about, I'm like, oh... <laughs> Like, I also hated Mia, yeah. but that was, like, another thing. Mia was just boring and, dumb. like, you know, I'm like... Pfft. I mean, you hate Nina Dobrev. Yeah, I don't like Nina Dobrev. <laughs> I, I just don't... Like, sorry, like, sorry, Nina. It's, like, not you as a person. It's just, like, Degrassi and then the Vampire Diaries that made me be like, really, Nina? You can be better than this. I want you. But you got a ton of money and you do a new girl, so... Good right. for her. She's living her best life. <sighs> but yeah, do we wanna do we wanna talk about somebody that we we like a character we both love and like her her real life aspect of trying to do something outside of acting and that's uh, Anagoya or Wazana and her epilogue, the complete collection that just came out the other day that um, Carolina and yeah. I have listened through. And uh, what do you what do you what are your thoughts? I like it. I mean, it's definitely, it was something that I enjoy listening to, mm-hmm. but it's, unfortunately, none of it really, like, strikes me very hard. Um, like, there are a lot of albums where 
I'll listen through it and be like, oh, yeah, this is pretty good, and then get to one song where I'm just like, oh, my God, this song makes me hooked. Mm-hmm. And I don't have that song on this album. Mm. I um, think I'm of, just like, yeah, it's good. Of all the songs that are on here, I feel like I like the Glory Days one the best, which was, like, the one of the last ones that, like, have come out. And I, I don't know, I just like that song. It's just, like, talking about, like, you know how your best is still yet to come. So I like, I, that kind of like resonates with me. I'm like, nah, like I'm gonna, I've got to be something better in the future and like, I'm going to prove it. So I kind of like that song of all of her tracks definitely like resonate with me. And like, for me, this, this whole thing, whether it be like lyrics or, or like music and lyrics, I feel like this album really shows her vocal range and like how good of a voice that she has. And that's really what I was just like, Oh no, I'm like, okay yeah you can sing girl like right and she's got some really rich low notes which i definitely have talked about before yeah. um but like you can really hear it in this album it's like she sings some high stuff but it's a, a lot of it's really low and that is rare for a uh, pop music i guess yeah it's got like at that least for young pop stars yeah it's got that kind of like so she's got like that soul feel to it which yeah. it's just like it's like a powerful soul voice. Like it's a it's a very different voice than I've heard in yeah, like you say, any other really like upcoming pop person who's trying to like break out in the pop scene. I feel like this this album and like the her sound is just very different from that. And I don't know if that's just sort of like what she was trying to do and try to achieve, or I mean that works best for her voice. And it's like I just don't. I mean, I think a little bit of both. She has talked about how. Like, her influences are more in, like, old jazz. jazz. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, and it, it works for her. This is just her first, you know, little bit of music. Yeah. It's nice that the album's finally out. Yes, and because, And that people oh stop bugging her for it too (laughs) right i'm sure that's like a huge like weight lifted for her she's probably like oh i don't have to like answer or like any of that stuff but i just remember how i was like we thought it was going to come out at this point and then it's like no no we have to wait we have to wait and now it's like finally here we can finally listen to it and i think um i saw her like tweet about the fact that it when it premiered on itunes it was like number 35 on the pop charts or something yeah i don't know if that's the pop charts in canada or in like oh, probably yeah, but still, even if that like debuts at now like number thirty five in the Canada pop charts, like that's still pretty awesome, right? Like I mean, if you've got if you have a two digit number next to your name, I'll give you credit for it. <laughs> Absolutely, and yeah, good for you. And I mean, just being yeah. trying to just killing it. Yeah, I mean, it's just like getting to like the Drake status of something. Like, you know, and, like, Drake worked his way up to even get to, like, that status. I mean, he was making mixtapes, like, underground mixtapes when he was on Degrassi. So it's not, like, his... Yeah. You know, also, Drake status is not something that most people achieve. Yeah. Ever. Like, he is... Yeah. Everyone fucking knows who he is. Yeah, it's, like, crazy that he's, like, the biggest... Like, it's just so strange that he's, like, one of the... Like, I feel like we haven't really heard too, too much from him in a little while. I think he just had, like, another single that came out. Yeah, he, he just released two singles. He's got a new album coming out, I think, soon. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't follow his career. Yeah, me neither. I'm, I just, like... I know who Drake is because it's hard news. not to know who Drake is. But yeah. I'm always just, like... I remember the first time I saw... And this was, like, years... This was, like, even way before he blew up to be, like, Drake. It was, like... 
I was watching, like, MTV music videos, and I think it was, like, a Lil Wayne music video, and he, like, comes out of, like, a car looking, like, I don't even think, I think he's just, like, in the music video, I don't even think he's, like, rapping in it, and I was sitting there, and I'm like, the fuck? I'm like, is that Jimmy? Like, you know, that was, like, my thing, like, I had no idea. What is his wheelchair? I was like, what is he doing walking? No. <laughs> so, it's just, like, I've never been, like, his, his, like, I respect everything his does, but his, his, his form of hip-hop is really not, like, the kind of hip-hop that I like. I'm very, like, I'm very, like, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, like, I like that true poetry aspect of things. Clearly it resonates with most of the world because he's, like, the biggest thing in hip-hop. Whether or not he's the best person lyrically, you know, it doesn't matter. I also can't stand Cardi B and that that woman is, like, top in the chat, so, like... But I get so good, though. Is it, though? (laughs) Like, that's the... That's the real question. <laughs> it's about being catchy, and, like, catchy yeah. is what you need, and, like, Drake is... Uh, I'm not gonna take it. Drake is catchy, and he's just... Yeah, so it's, like, getting to the level of Drake she may never get to, but if she can just make a career out of her life acting, singing, and dancing, like, what more could you really, like, ask for? Like, and right. I'm sure she... Like, I'm sure she'd love to be, like, Britney's, the next Britney Spears, but at the same time... Doing what she loves is probably most important to her. That's true. Also, she's going to be in a new Lifetime movie. <gasps> yes, and not only is she going to be in a new Lifetime movie, she's going to be in a Lifetime movie that's part of the Nightmare trilogies, like, i.e., like, A Mother's so Nightmare good. with, um, yeah, with, uh, with oh, what's her face? Jessica Lowndes? Yes, Jessica Lowndes from 90210 fame and Ooh. A Deadly Adoption, who, like, is amazing on Lifetime films, like, to the point that, like, when they were doing A Deadly Adoption, they nailed it with, like, the right actress to bring into this world of Lifetime, and... The movie is so funny. Oh, it's so good. It's, like, people that don't like A Deadly Adoption, like, like, you're wrong, because it is, it is perfect freaking, like, satire. Like, they just, like, hit every note of the Lifetime movie and do it to perfection, so that movie is just amazing. Um, but so yeah, good. and like I also love A Mother's Nightmare because Grant Gustin's in it too. Uh, but so this is like, oh yeah, yeah so yeah. like it's her character from like A Mother's Nightmare, like coming into this Lifetime movie, and like Anna's in it. So I'm like, oh my god, I would. I'm like, this Lifetime movie's gonna be awesome, <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, we'll we'll have a screening party. Oh definitely, and it's like I don't That'd even know like what Anna's character like is within it because I think it's I, probably gonna. I think she probably plays like a stepsister. Maybe that because w- this is. Um, I don't know. I, I read the synopsis when you sent me the link. Yeah. And it was like, Jessica Lan's character goes to find her her father? Yes, I think so. And like, he has and a new yeah, life. Like her father's got a new family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, it seems about right. It's, yeah. gonna, it's gonna be awesome. So, so Anna's character might die. Oh, damn. Because yeah, Jessica, Jessica Lowndes leaves a lot of body totals in her lifetime. Like... <laughs> Her time in on her, lifetime. In her lifetime. In her lifetime. It's been a been a body count going. Um, not in her lifetime. Not in her lifetime. Lifetime. I'm pretty sure she hasn't killed anybody. I mean, she's a Red Sox fan, so she's already cool. We don't. We don't know her life. Hey, Red Sox fans kill people. Oh, Wait, I'm just. I'm defending the wrong thing. Red um, Sox fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um. But yeah, yeah, it'll be great. So looking forward to the lifetime and just seeing beyond that what. 
what her career takes her in her music or dancing or her acting. And it's, like, I just kind of find that, like, she is the, really, the ideal, like, perfect triple threat. And whether it be whatever sort of thing she really wants to do with her life going forward or if it's, like, sort of, like, a, a little, like, melting pot of all three, it's, like, I look forward to seeing what that is. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Following her career will, will be a good time. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think, like, what else? Because I know uh, Soma was in The Breadwinner. Yes. And, like, congratulations to her for that. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully hopefully that one will do well at the Oscars, which we'll find out in a couple weeks. I know. Maybe I won't, Um, though. Yeah, I I haven't seen The Breadwinner yet, but I've heard it's fantastic. Yes, our friend has seen it, and he, he he really liked it. And he is a harsh critic. He really is. He really is. But yeah. like, but also at the same time, I feel like he's like not on certain things. Like every he is, but he's got a weird taste. Yeah, or it's just like how everybody was like, "Oh, downsizing is like the this horseshit of a film," and he's like, "I gave it a B plus." He's like, "Is it close to being anything on Alexander Payne's other levels?" But he's he's like, "No." But he's like, "Is it better than most people's films?" Yes. <laughs> so I'm just like, I probably have that same sort of reaction because I know that he and I are both big Alexander Payne fans, you know. So, but actually, I'm not familiar with downsizing, so I just looked it up. Yeah, it's um, his latest film. Yeah, Matt film. Damon, Kristen Wiig. Yeah, it's his latest <laughs> film, and it's like it's just like the critics really did not like it. Where they like every other film oh, of Alexander uh, Payne has been more than certified fresh, like very fresh, you know. But I need to see. I still need to see it because I want to make my own judgments on it. Because I mean, like I'm a huge Alexander Payne fan. Yes. But yeah. But, yeah, so, like, congratulations to Soma on, like, I, we were talking, we were like, is she going to get to go to the Oscars? Like, I don't know. That's pretty right, awesome. Uh, yeah. So, that's so cool. But, so, congratulations to her on that one. And just, yeah, just seeing, like, all of these people's careers and, like, where it takes them, because I think, like, they have a very talented cast of actors up there in Canada, you know? We do have some things down the line, ideas that we do want to talk about that we think could sustain us for a little while while we still have no idea what's going on with the world of Degrassi. Yeah, I don't want to throw any of those ideas out at the audience right now simply because we might throw them out as ideas. (laughs) But we have a a good list going that we think we could do things with. But if there's there's people out there that are still somewhat listening to us, uh, you crazy people... We're crazy, you're crazy. It's like... <laughs> um, but if you're out there and you're listening to us uh, and you have anything you want us to like talk about, Degrassi or like a film movie otherwise, like we could kind of... This podcast could <laughs> become something totally different. But I mean, if there's anything you guys want us to kind of like chat about, uh, you know, just hit us up on the good old Tumblr and let us know. Yeah, definitely. We're going to... I don't know if you've been, like, keeping up with Tumblr at all. I haven't really been on it in a while. I was like, that was never the thing that I was doing, because I just, I don't know, Tumblr's a lot. I don't need another thing to be addicted to. Um, It is fun. Because I get addicted so fast. Right? It's bad. I just haven't been on it in, like, a while, like, with being school, and that's really not doing anything. But, I mean, I can start, like, I can, like, post today that, like, you know, we're going to have, like, something coming up soon. Like, look out for it. If you have any ideas you want us to talk about, you know, just hit us up. Right, yeah. So, uh, 
so yeah, everyone just uh, interact with us on the on the on the tumbles. The tum- the tum- <laughs> give us a tum. Give us a tumble. Yeah. Give us give, a tumble. Give us a tum. Yeah. Give us a tum. <laughs> give us some tums. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Twitter. Yes. Things. I feel like the the fan base is way more on Tumblr than it is on Twitter, but I always update it to Twitter yeah. whenever we're doing anything. But I feel like the Tumblr is where you know a lot of people that like actually listen to us. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Talk to us, you know. Shout yeah. outs to uh, Sophie and Karen. We haven't talked to you guys in quite a while, but uh, no, right? we love to chat some more. I know it's like we don't have any, we don't have Degrassi. <laughs> but yeah, I should probably send them a message. What, what we're gonna have to do is just rewatch all of Next Class. Yeah, we should just rewatch all of Next Class and yeah. analyze all of the color in every scene. Yes, that's and then that'll that'll attract <laughs> them back. <laughs> Sure. All right. I don't know. We'll we'll play around. We're excited to be back. Yes. Is the whole point. And uh, yeah. Yes. And Caroline yeah. also has another podcast. If you want to do a little plug, I do. Yeah. If anyone is interested in listening to me and my friend complain about uh, TV pilots, uh, <laughs> uh, I do. I do That's... need to listen to it because I do love and hate me some pilots. So I need to get another listen right? on it. It's so fun. We haven't watched any that we've been, like, enthusiastic about being good. Yeah. We've watched a bunch that we've been enthusiastic about them being bad. I'm sure. Um, so, yeah, if anyone's interested in that, uh, the the podcast is called Co-Pilots. <laughs> uh, we can be found on, like, Facebook and Twitter at We Are Co-Pilots and, just, like, on pretty much every podcast platform. Absolutely. Sounds good. Well, yeah. And that comes out every week on Thursdays. Perfect. There you go. Caroline keeps up with her other one. You know, we got to keep up with this one. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Oh, it very much is. Yeah. So we're, we'll get back into the swing of things. We're, we've got, like like I said, we've got some ideas that we want to get out there for you guys to hear. Thank you, for, as always, for listening. Yep. Yeah. Love you guys.